just talk about Lord of the Rings and when I was a kid and a bunch of other stuff that is not funny. But anyways, that's what's coming up on this anti-book podcast. I think I'm done with watching the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, the TV show on Amazon. I've done some reviews of it. I mean, kind of. I'm going to talk about it again. This is not this is not really reviews, but this is just a... I like to look at pop culture from an anti-woke perspective. And I will say, I've probably been watching 30 minutes on average a day of anti-woke YouTube channel content criticizing mostly the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. And just the, you know, the, the fifth, the fifth episode just came out. So that's like four weeks. So I've been doing that for a month. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And it's fine. I don't regret that, but. I just want the dear listener, I'm sure my listeners are not watching a shitload fuck ton of criticism of the Lord of the Rings episodes, but I want you to know that there are people out there doing that. Those people exist. And then, you know, if you want to go on YouTube, you can find all the channels doing it. And it started before the first episode came out, and it was like, you know, they have they have black elves, well, black dwarfs, they have black everything. And the channels were criticizing it before it came out, saying, you know, like, Tolkien, you know, he, he described it a fair, F-A-I-R, you know the word fair, like it means you have a fair skin, light skin, you're white. Anyways, Tolkien used to be f- fond of the word fair, and so the elves are fair, and the, I don't think he said the dwarves are fair, but anyways, making them all black, or someone black, uh... You know, it rubbed some people the wrong way. It was, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Fuck white people. And, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I think I think at the time, I was like, well, you know, if the story's good and the acting is good, I don't care what race the characters are. Although it is a little bit annoying. It, it, well, it's not that it's annoying. Basically, they're changing the race of the elves, for instance. Not because it helps the story, but just some, you know, some mandate came down and said, hey, I want some black elves. And like, you know, I don't care if the actor, whatever. I don't care if the white actor is better. Just give me some fucking black elves. And that's fine. I mean, that, you know, it's, it's called affirmative action. And that's, you know I, don't know, I don't know if that's fine. It is what it is. But I was able to watch like the first four episodes and I didn't think it was good, but I was able to watch it. I just, I kept watching it and I, in fact, whatever, I illegally downloaded it right after each episode came out and watched it the next day or or close to that but i didn't i didn't wait like weeks and weeks you know i watched it within a day or two after it came out each episode and i wasn't like super happy with it i don't know there's like four stories i don't know you got the black elf and the humans you got the hobbits you got the the white woman karen elf who's always a bitch to everyone whatever i forget what the fourth one was but um i think by the time the fifth episode came out, the only one that I enjoyed watching was The Hobbits. Which is kind of funny. Like, Hobbits... Whatever. In the real Lord of the Rings story by J.R.R. Tolkien, the Hobbits did not exist in... I'm not going to go into it. But anyways, this this story takes place in what's called the Second Age. And the Hobbits didn't come into existence until the Third Age. But anyways, they made up some Hobbits, and that was the only part that I liked towards the end. And basically, that's not enough. I don't 
think I don't think I'm gonna keep watching. We'll see. I mean, I I was enjoying complaining about it. I guess let's put it this way. I was watching it and I was enjoying complaining about it on my podcast. But now I don't really have you know like specific complaints. It would just be the same complaint. It'd be the same complaint over and over. Which I don't know for whatever. I do love complaining, but that wouldn't be that fun. So I just even even complaining about it I think is done with. Yeah. Well, that said. I want to complain about it. So let's tell a little story. So you probably heard about how in Texas, the governor of Texas has been shipping uh, migrants, you know, illegal immigrants to New York, Washington, D.C., etc. I think he put like 50 of them in front of Kamala Harris's uh, house. And then Ron DeSantis, who is the governor of Florida, he's like, I want to get on this. You know, he's like, God damn it, Florida's not on the Mexican border. But anyways, so he he got some, you know, illegal immigrants flown from Texas into Florida so that he could then fly them over to Martha's Vineyard, which is a rich vacation spot on the coast of, it's an island on the coast of Massachusetts. And so I just want to say, when I was a kid, I think I spent two vacations on Martha's Vineyard. I had a rich aunt, like I, my whole life is poor shithole poverty interspersed with visiting my rich aunt who would always make things the fucking bomb and so two summers did probably a you know a week in Martha's Vineyard I think you know my aunt would rent a uh, beach house I don't remember the years exactly but in 1989 the first Batman movie came out and I guess I was 15 you know doing the math I was 15 years old and, like, I was able to, I was allowed to, by myself, go to where the ferry is, because it's an island, and then take the ferry over to the, I guess, the mainland, and then go to the theater and watch Batman, the first Batman movie. And, you know, I had a great time. It was awesome. I mean, whatever. I was not a, I, you know, when I was 15, I was not a kid. Well, hell, I'm on the spectrum. So I was not a kid who's, like, going out and impregnating women and getting in fights. But anyways, I felt pretty wild when I uh, was able to take the ferry to go watch a movie by myself. But there's a point to this, I believe. And so that year we had a beach house. You know, it was like a rich-ass beach house. Probably not quite as good as the Obama's house. You can look up pictures of the, you know, Obama. The Obamas live half the year on Martha's Vineyard in a fucking mansion that'll blow your brain off. It wasn't as good as that, but you know what? Who knows? It may have been the same location. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if the beach house that I stayed in in 1989 got torn down and replaced with a you know 12-bedroom mansion that the Obamas now live in. I mean, it was the spot. It was, the location could not be beat. The house, who knows? I guess I'm just going to talk about whatever the hell I want. What's also funny, so my rich aunt, she lived in Chappaqua... Um, New York. And that's where Hillary and Bill Clinton moved to after they were president. And I think my mom asked her, like, oh, do you think they're going to, you know, live, you know, in the same place that you live? And my aunt was like, they can't afford it. I mean, nowadays, Bill and Hillary are way richer than my aunt ever was. But back in whatever that was, 90, I want to say 98, it was 2000, whatever. I guess, I was going to say for various random reasons, 
I've been to a lot of these rich places that are in the news, but no, it's because I just, I had some rich relatives and they were on the East Coast. But I'm trying to roundabout back to the Lord of the Rings. And so that year, 1989, when we had the Martha's Vineyard Beach House and I went and saw Batman by myself, you know, the most rebellious thing I ever did. I mean, I asked, I asked. And they said, yes, you can. And then they told me how to do it, and they gave me the money. But anyway, it was still the most rebellious thing I ever did. The Beach House had some books. Like, you know, I don't know what you do with your rich relative relatives, but anytime I ever hang out with my rich relatives, they always they get a beach house, and then people like, you eat, you drink, you read books, and you do puzzles and maybe board games. I mean, to exaggerate, it's kind of like, you know, it's not as exciting as you hang out with, like, your, you know, your most uh, degenerate friends where you, like, you know, you go to the bad side of town and you buy crack and then you hit up the strip club and, you know, you play Russian roulette. Anyways, that's just not what you do with rich people. But so this beach house, it just had a bunch of books, I think. I mean, who the fuck cares? You're rich. Back then, you know, back then a book was expensive. Today, if I bought a book and I didn't like it, I would throw it in the trash or I'd throw it on the street or I'd give it, donate it or to the thrift store or whatever. But back then, you know, like a, I think books used to cost three twenty-five. It, it it was no joke. But this was a rich beach beach house, and so people just left a bunch of the books behind, and so there was just. I don't know, maybe 50 to 100 books left behind in this really nice beach house. I was just thinking, you might think that I'm t about to say that they have the Lord of the Rings books there, but that's not how the story goes. Like, I, let, I read the Lord of the Rings when I was younger. Already. 15, I had already read them or given up on reading them. But whatever reading was happening, it already had happened. But there was this book there, and it was called Interview with a Vampire. You've probably heard of it because they made a movie with Tom Cruise. And the movie is made by a woman named Anne Rice. I mean, that's not her real name, but that was her pseudonym. And basically, when you're young, this is before I could drink. I wasn't. I I didn't drink alcohol. I wasn't smoking cigarettes. I was 15 years old. I was in a house on the richest, you know, one of the maybe almost the richest place on the planet. But there's nothing you could do. If you can't drink and smoke. There's nothing you could do. And so I'm looking around. I'm bored and. I just saw the word vampire. I was like, this book has the word vampire on the cover of it. And so I started reading it. And then I read that fucking thing in about, you know, 16 hours. And I'm sure they're like, hey, pair, come and, you know, eat lunch. And I'm like, no, I'm reading the book. Come on, we're going to do a family photo. I'm like, fuck you. I mean, that's an exaggeration. But I read that thing like, bam, 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 done. And that's a great book. And it led to a bunch of... Uh, sequels vampire lestat which was another great book and then i forget the name of the third one but they made a movie of that with um it was the wife of r kelly i want to say rihanna anyways Aaliyah, like she was going to be the hottest i mean she was the hottest most attractive but she was going to be the most popular singer in the world back in about 1994 and i think r kelly was fucking her when she was I don't know, a teen, and I don't mean 18, and then she was the star of, sorry, Queen of the, okay, I had to look it up, Queen of the Damned, so R. Kelly, R. Kelly is like the famous 
he's not a rapper, but he's some sort of art, you know, hip hop singer who is known for um, molesting young girls and marrying them before they're 18 and a bunch of horse shit. And then uh, Aaliyah was his first wife, and she was like incredibly attractive and incredibly talented and a good singer and blah, blah, blah. And they were making her the star, like she was going to be the vampire queen. And then, I don't know, anyways, there's a plane crash and she died. And I think in the books, the Queen of the Damned character was, um, I think she's Egyptian. So, you know, that was, that was pretty close. I mean, Aaliyah was probably 75% white, quarter black. Just the way R. Kelly likes them. But so here's very roundabout getting to the point. Is so the story of the vampires in the it's not a trilogy, whatever the, the series of interview of the vampire books is that the vampires get stronger the longer they live, and so like you know if someone bites you, the way they make you a vampire is they bite you and then you suck their blood. I don't know, you suck blood back and forth. I forget how you do it exactly. Maybe they bite you with their fangs, and then they cut open their wrist, and then you suck their blood from them. And that's what makes a human into a new vampire. And then, as a vampire gets older and older, you know, they, they gotta stay out of the sun, they gotta blah blah blah, all the vampire stuff. Um, their skin gets whiter and whiter. This is in the books. Like, yeah, I guess this would directly contradict the Aaliyah movie, but whatever. But in the books, the older they get, the whiter their skin gets until it's like, I think I think they describe it, or, you know, the books describe it as marble. And the skin gets harder. So it's like, you know, if you were to try and stab a vampire who's super old in the books, your knife would just break because it's like you're stabbing stone, like white marble. And I recommend those books because it's pretty cool because, you, you know, you meet this vampire who's you know, 50 years old, and then you meet this vampire who's 300 years old, then you meet this vampire who's 3,000 years old, and it's kind of like, and basically it's just superpowers, they're like superheroes, but like the older they are, the more completely white they are, and the more that their um, flesh is like stone, and so they can just kick more ass, you know, the it's like the 300 year old vampire kicks the new vampire's ass with no nobody's business. But then the 3,000-year-old vampire will come in and just destroy everyone. It's fun. It's like superhero, supervillain stuff. And this makes me think of dragons in the Dungeons & Dragons game from the 70s and 80s. Where every monster was just however powerful they were. Except for dragons, where their power was based on their age. And so, back to the Lord of the Rings TV show. I think they had, like... There's a certain group of humans that just live as long as normal humans, and they're as powerful as just a normal human is. And then there's the elves who live... It's not clear to me. They either live forever or they live thousands of years. But anyways, it's better to be an elf. You're a more powerful thing if you live for thousands of years. You're probably taller. And then in the TV show, in the books, there's these humans from Numenor. The island of Numenor. I mean, who the fuck cares? But anyways, there's an island. There's a special island of special humans. And in the books, I think they say that the humans live 300 years. And I don't know much more than that, but I think they also are, like, super badass. You know, they're better than a normal human. 
They live longer and they're better, I think. They definitely live longer. And so, anyways, the last episode just it had all of them and they 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 were uh they never mentioned that they live longer and they were kind of a bunch of whatever, weak pieces of shit. And so that is not like the entirety of the reason why this show is like kind of boring and poorly written and I don't want to watch any more of it, but whatever, I can talk about whatever I want. And just these what what should be super long-lived humans that are superhuman and badass have been made into I don't know, just annoying humans who can't even fight. Um it made me think of the book The Interview of the Vampire, which made me think of Martha's Vineyard, and then there you go. Here's the podcast you get out of all that. Alright, I'm gonna throw a song in here from what I'm watching on YouTube. I'm trying to find what kind of person is the best dancer. And also I wanna know if Spotify, who's the host of my podcast, will censor me if I put in poorly recorded songs. Because if they won't, I might just start putting in a bunch of them. So here's about a minute of a piece of shit recording of a good 80s song. I think it's called Shut Up and Dance With Me. Or at least that's the chorus. And all I'm doing is like, I record my podcast on my phone. And so I'm just setting my phone near my TV. So there you go. That's why it sounds like shit. song is from like 2014 but for some reason it hits me like an 80s song anyways uh twitter handle at anti-woke podcast and thanks for listening